Welcome, friends, to our podcast, Arise, My Darling. My name is Andrea, and I am joined by my very sweet friend, Liz. We want this to be a space that encourages and invites you to become more aware of the ways that God is constantly pursuing you. To awaken you to be on the lookout for sweet kisses our Lord sends you each day, because you have ravished His heart. So snuggle in and get ready for epic adventures, unexplainable friendship, and an abundance of joy. Hello, friends. Welcome back to episode number two. We are so excited to be here. And we just want to right off the bat, give a shout out to all the feedback and support that we got from our first episode. Oh, such a sweet gift, wasn't it, Andrea? It was wonderful. We were blown away by how many people tuned in, listened, gave feedback, just encouraged us. And we love this idea of calling you our darlings. It just makes us feel like we're already really close friends and we're on this journey together to grow in intimacy with Jesus. And what a beautiful journey it is. But actually what we really want to talk about today is discuss why we chose the name for our podcast, Arise My Darling, which is based off the Song of Songs, chapter two. It's so beautiful. It is so good. It is so good. I agree with you. So I'm going to read my version, which is the um, New American Bible translation. And then Andrea has a different version, the Passion translation that she's going to read. And just so if you haven't read the verse in its fullness, It can just resonate in your heart. So just sit back and relax and listen to these sweet words of your lover. My lover speaks and says to me, Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come. For see, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of pruning the vines has come. And the song of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth its figs, and the vines in bloom give forth fragrance. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come. Amen. So beautiful. The Passion Translation is a relatively new translation uh, that I think is quite lavish in the way it describes and it uses a lot more adjectives. So <laughs> lots of adjectives, a lot of passionate, a lot of passionate adjectives. <laughs> adjectives. So just hang on. Here we go. <laughs> the one I love calls to me, arise, my dearest, hurry, my darling, come away with me. I have come as you have asked to draw you to my heart and lead you mm-hmm. out. For now is the time, my beautiful one, The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Mm -hmm. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, 
my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher places, for now is the time to arise and come away with me. Ooh. <laughs> Chills. Chills. Absolutely. Ooh. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Andrea and I were chatting before we started, and I told her that this verse, what what the picture, the image that I have, like you know, in the movies where there's this like mythical creature and they come out of this land and they find this ordinary person, someone that lives in the ordinary world. And they usually, at first the ordinary person's like, who are you? What are you doing here? And they're like, I've come to take you on this exciting adventure. And they go on this journey and they get to this rock that has vines hanging from it. And the mythical creature pulls the vines back and you emerge into this world that has waterfalls and rainbows and birds and green luscious grass and flowers everywhere. And you can smell the fragrance of sweetness wafting through the air. Um, And there's a light breeze and the sun just kisses your face. And it's this beautiful moment, right? As you emerge into this new land. And I feel like that is what's happening in this verse, that Jesus, our lover, is inviting us into that land, into that land of milk and honey, somewhere where we walk in and our we, our breath is taken away, that we're like, I didn't even know that this much beauty and richness even existed. And he's like, but I know that it exists and I would love to escort you there. I would love to take you to this land. And all we have to say is yes. We just have to say yes to allowing him to escort us to this beautiful, mythical, magical land. Amen. It actually reminds me, Liz, of our trip to Zion National Forest, Mm. where we turned corners as we were driving through this amazing place. And we had just been in the Grand Canyon. It's not like we hadn't seen something amazing (laughs) already. Um, but we, there were moments we, we were speechless. We were just speechless and in awe of the absolute extraordinary beauty. I'm pretty sure my mouth was hanging open the entire time and just in awe. And so driving through and being surrounded by these huge mountains and waterfalls and pine trees and goats (laughs) was just (laughs) incredible. They're bighorn sheep, bighorn sheep. That's what, that's what we experienced, bighorn sheep, <laughs> which was a dream come true for Andrea and a story for another time. But one of the things I love about this verse is the invitation that God is offering us. Amen. It's so kind. It's so gentle. And yet it, it flowers with hope. It's a, mm. it's a drawing forward. It's, it's saying, look, the winters have ended. The rains have come and gone. The flowers are blooming. All of it speaks of this hope that God is trying to swell up in us so that we will come and believe that there is this great adventure that you're talking about available to us. Because I think a lot of people just don't know it's available to them, right? I think we've, we've turned a lot of our Christianity into sin management and just trying to not do the wrong thing, right? And yet it's this adventure that we're being invited into and our lovers pursuing us. But I particularly love being called a darling, if I'm honest. That word resonates deeply in me and maybe into the young places in my heart that say, 
if we are to be like children in order to enter the kingdom of God, I like being called a darling to enter into the beauty and the majesty that God is inviting us to never pushing, but just inviting us into. Absolutely. Well, and you know how big of a fan I am of Pride and Prejudice. I don't know if all of our listeners know that, but I'm a huge, (laughs) huge, huge Pride and Prejudice fan. And I feel like that that is the way that Mr. Darcy would speak to Elizabeth, right? Like at the end, whenever they have the scene where they're sitting together and he's telling her how much he loves her and like, you have bewitched me body and soul. And I love, I love I love you. Like, oh gosh, talk about like, oh, it's just like <laughs> your heart out. Absolutely. Uh, I love that scene. Anyway, I digress. But I feel like he would, right? Like he would call Elizabeth his darling. Amen. And it's just so, it is. I think you were saying this, that it's, he's such a gentleman. Amen. And the way that he speaks to us is this soft, kind, um, yeah, his voice just, it does, it draws us near to him. It's not in a way of like, hey girl, what's going on? <laughs> like that would not, that does not draw me in, okay? That repels me. <laughs> does not draw me in. And that's not what Jesus does though. He is, he's such a gentleman and he invites us into the space with him. And Jesus is calling us into that season of spring, that season of new life into this richness and this fullness. And as people that are currently still isolated at home, I think it's really easy to ignore that invitation and just kind of brush it off. Like, well, it's just another day in quarantine, but Easter did happen. It happened on Sunday and Jesus is inviting us into this new and rich and beautiful space with him. One of the things that I always struggle with, especially in the Catholic world, is we do, we talk about these big ideas and I'm like, that is so great. Like we're talking about entering this mythical, magical land with Jesus full of milk and honey and butterflies. And I want to go there, but nobody tells you on how to get there. I would always get frustrated when I wanted to enter into these new spaces with Jesus and wanted to deepen my faith with him. And nothing would work. Like, I felt like I was like, I'm like praying and like, and doing the things that I I know I should be doing, but nothing's really changing. And then I realized that if I wanted to enter into a new space with Jesus, I can't just keep living the life that I've always lived. If we want to enter into a space of change, we have to live a life that we've never lived before. We have to go into a space that we have never been. And so my invitation to you a practical way to enter into this new land, this resurrection with Jesus is to do something in your relationship with Jesus that you've never done before. So if you're like, I have never been a, like, I don't read the Bible. It's just not my thing. Take a day, do the Holy spirit roulette where you take your Bible and you just like flip the pages and you go, Jesus speak to me and then open it up to a random page. And then like read a, read one of the books out of it. We'd always do that in religion class. Um, It actually usually speaks to your life. 9.5 times out of 10. The the, the 0.5 that it doesn't is when you flip to a genealogy page and you're like, I cannot say any of these names. And if that's the case, just try again. Like just try it again. 
but that's something, right? That's super practical. Like start reading the Bible. If you're like, I've never been comfortable praying out loud, try to pray out loud in the seclusion of your room. If you're like, I've never been able to have a conversation with a friend about Jesus and I've always wanted to talk about my faith life or share something about my faith, then FaceTime someone and have a conversation because there is a richness and an abundance of sweet gifts, of sweet kisses, of pearls, gems, whatever you want to imagine that is available to us if only we're willing to to walk into this new world. If only we hold on to Jesus's hand and allow him to escort us into this sweet new space. And that is the key. The key is to take the step of faith. And that's what it is. It's faith. That's what allows you to enter into spaces. You know, psychology will tell you that we crave the familiar and that's why we keep doing the same things we're doing. But when you do the same things you're doing and expect different results, that's actually the definition of insanity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can't do that. You got to do yeah. something different. And, yeah, tell the and Peter story. Tell, tell the, the Peter, Peter story. story. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I love the word of God so much. And if you've already done the roulette thing and picked <laughs> passages Go to the next step of studying sections and get a plan and follow that plan. One of the beautiful things about a Lenten journey is that you've started to develop new habits. But for me, the, the Peter story is, is, so, is such a great example of how Jesus is practically allowing Peter to step into the resurrection. The truth is, is after... There, after Peter denies Jesus three times, what does he end up doing? Even after the after Jesus appears to the disciples, what do uh, what do the disciples do? They go fishing. It it is a classic thing to do to go back to what you know. It just is. And as they're fishing, and they fish all night, is what the scriptures say, and they catch nothing. And then there's a man on the shore with a fire and he's like, Hey, how's the fishing going? And they're like, it's terrible. And they're like, he's, he says, try this side of the boat. And they try that side. And there's so many fish, they can't pull it in. And John says, it's the Lord. And Peter's response, even though he is still licking the wounds from denying Christ three times, his response is to take off his outer tunic, jump in the water and go into shore while the rest of the guys are trying to pull in the fish. And there's Jesus. And in that sequence is when Jesus restores Peter to the fullness of who he really is in the kingdom of God. He is not defined by the ways that he denied Christ. He's defined by the fact that God sees him as forgiven. And he asks him the question three times, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Tend to my sheep take care of my sheep. And then shortly after that, the ascension happens. And right after that, the Holy Spirit comes on Pentecost. And who is the one who stands up in front of the crowd of 3000 and preaches a gospel that brings all of those people to the feet of God? It is Peter. It is such a beautiful redemptive story. And of course, Peter is known as the cornerstone of the Catholic Church as well. And mm -hmm. on this rock, I will build my church. And so such a good example of, of course, we fail, of course, we fall down. But this invitation is always being offered to us, 
always being offered. And it is an invitation with forgiveness in it and kindness and love and mercy. Mm-hmm. I know for me, one of the things I've really needed to do is consider my habits. And that's what my whole season of life is about is changing the habits of my life. And so a very concrete thing for me in uh, trying something new, it's, it's similar, but it's, it's something perpetual. So one of the things when Liz and I lived together is I would um, have these chimes go off on my phone every three hours and we would just stop whatever we were doing. We would let them interrupt us and we both take a big deep breath (laughs) and we would just practice gratitude. We would just say, thank you. And it allowed me to stop carrying so much weight in my shoulders Mm-hmm. It probably has brought my blood pressure down, but it also made me aware of how often I breathe shallow instead of deeply. And so the practical ways of entering into this resurrection that is available to us, I, I totally agree with Liz. You got you to gotta step out in faith. You got to try mm-hmm. something new. Give and, Jesus your fiat. Amen. We are huge supporters of the fiat amen. and having a heart like Mary, where we just, yeah, we don't have, we don't have all the pieces. It doesn't all make sense, but we say yes anyways, because we trust in Jesus and we know that he is going to take care of us and provide for us. And I think a lot of us are saying, you know, it's Easter now. And we wanted to feel different than Lent, even though we're still in quarantine. And my invitation, my darlings, is making it different by doing something different, right? You can be the catalyst to allowing the space to be different, to transform it. I was listening to Daily Mass the other day, and our priest was reading an Easter reflection and I loved what he says as, as a church in this, in this season of celebration, what this time means for us. And I'm going to read it to you. He says, this time is a time of intensified consciousness to explore more deeply the weather of our heart, to awaken our memory of God's presence and power in our life, and to look more closely at all the rich and varied textures of creation. That just, I don't know if it feels good on your ears, but it feels good on my tongue to speak it because there is a richness in the language that 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 reflection has, but it, it speaks, it speaks volumes to this abundant life that Jesus is inviting us to live and participate in. He's not asking us to live in a season of Lent anymore. He's asking us to live in a season of rejoicing. And even though the the exterior of our lives has not changed, we have the ability to change the interior of our lives with Jesus and allowing, inviting him into this interior life to transform it. For a while in my life, and I really want to get back into this habit, I would ask myself this question, what if we could lean back, enjoy the ride, and anticipate God's goodness around every corner? Mm. How would that change our everyday? How would that get us out of bed in the morning? And how would that change even the routines of life? Because we will eventually go back to some routines. We're not going to be in this limbo space forever, the quarantine. And I think that 
we had this, this goal, right? Oh, once we finish Lent and we're in Easter, then things are going to be different. And in some ways they aren't different, but in a lot of ways they can be different. And I think that we need to stop asking ourselves, like, when is this going to end? And looking more at it as from day to day, like, what is today going to bring? What are the sweet kisses of Jesus that are going to appear today? What are the graces that are in today that will never exist in another day for the rest of eternity, right? Like that each day is this unique gem, this unique pearl that is part of the necklace of our life, right? That we get to wear and add onto this beautiful necklace that we're creating. And none of the days are the same, but that's what makes them so beautiful. So looking for the gems and the pearls in our days instead of being like, when is it going to be nighttime so I can go to sleep to get back up and do this mundane life again? Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to wrap up here, but I wanted to ask you, Liz, give me a couple of your Easter um, beautiful moments. Because oh, I know yes. you had some exciting so things that I served it. I have beautiful things to share. So I had the amazing gift and privilege to get to help out with some of the Easter masses. So I had not been to an Easter vigil mass since my dad entered the Catholic church back probably, oh man, it's been a while, maybe 15 years ago. And I got to go to one this year and sing at it. And let me tell you, if any of you guys are singers at, in the Catholic church, y'all know that there's an abundance of music that you have to sing. That is a long service. So, it's so much music, but it was so beautiful. And how beautiful, like after three, four weeks of not going to mass to come in and my first mass back was the Easter vigil where you, which is the highest, most important mass in the liturgical year of the Catholic faith. And being able to listen to all these rich readings. And I just got to sing to Jesus guys. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. And the and it way was that very the church, beautiful too. It was very you, beautiful. Thank you. The way that the church um, had really good acoustics. And so everything just was this resonant, warm sound in the church. And, and then father came up into the choir loft. And as I was singing, he handed me Jesus in my hand and said, amen. I was like, I'm still singing. How am I going to get Jesus? And he, he was like, put out your hand. And so I put out my hand and he just laid Jesus in my hand. And guys, as I finished singing, I kept darting, my eyes darting between like looking at the words. So I didn't screw up the words and then looking back at Jesus, who I was so excited to be holding in my hand. And I had like, of course I had like three more verses to sing. And I was like, this song needs to speed up because I just want to receive Jesus into my body. Um, and after we got done singing, I just knelt down immediately and brought Jesus into my, into my body. I love the Eucharist. I love the, like, I cannot describe to you how much I love the Eucharist because I love Jesus and Jesus is in the Eucharist. So obviously those things really make sense. And it was the most beautiful gift that I could have received at Easter. It was so, so good. And I literally got in the car. I was telling Andrea, I got in the car after mass was over, Easter vigil mass was over. It was like 11 o'clock. And I just started like squealing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Jesus, Jesus, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like getting so pumped because, oh, it felt so good to have Jesus within me. And then guys, it got doubly better 
I don't think that's a thing, doubly better, but it did. Um, I got to go to mass then on Sunday morning and sing for the Easter morning mass and receive Jesus again. And so it was a beautiful, beautiful Easter weekend where I really felt like Jesus was kissing me all over the face and saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I was saying, I love you, I love you, I love you back. (laughs) Amen. Now, on my side of the fence, I was sitting in very deep, quiet (laughs) waters and super reflective about the concepts of martyrdom. (laughs) So it was a very different Easter progression. And uh, I've been reading, I just finished reading the book of uh, Joan of Arc, uh, written by Mark Twain, which is an excellent book. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. It's like 450 pages, so it's it takes some time, but... Worth it. So worth it. And then to finish that book on the same night, I watched watch The Passion um, mm-hmm. on the Easter weekend. Really allowed me to sit in deep, deep waters and wrestle with some things that I've I've needed to put in order for a long time. And... And that's a long story, so perhaps another time. But it was, I'm so thankful for the Lenten journey and the heart preparation that went into that um, and getting me to a place where I could sit with the rosary and then ask God to reveal these deep truths that I need for the Mm -hmm. sake of foundational pieces in my life that have restored some um, some of the wear and tear of ministry, if I'm honest. Um, So... Super thankful. And he showed um, up. He showed up. He showed up big. Showed up real big. Super clear, which is yep. beautiful. Real big. And uh, so, so. So what is your sweet kiss, Andrea? Well, I have, I have so many this week. I got to be honest. So um, today actually is my 29th wedding anniversary. So that's, that's a big deal. We were reflecting on that a little bit today, my husband and I, um, because it's a little hard to party obviously during this time, but <laughs> we got takeout. Woo-hoo! Woo, take <laughs> out in your convertible. In a convertible. That's true. And drove yeah. around and that yeah. was pretty nice. So I'm not complaining, mm-hmm. but we did think a little bit about the fact that his parents have been married for 65 years and mine have been married for 50 and, and the legacy that we've been handed. And so I'm very proud of 29, but I also anticipate being able to get him to those numbers uh, at some point as well, because God has really shown up and done beautiful things. But one of the other really beautiful things that happened on Easter is my husband and I just took a walk and he had this one area of the neighborhood that he's walked in and he wanted to show me these beautiful flowers because it's, it's unbelievable what can bloom out here. I I just feel like every plant in the world can bloom in California. It's (laughs) unbelievable. And I said, I got to take you to this other garden that I have just been loving for the last two months. So I ride my bicycle to church and I go past this one house that just has this garden that's unbelievable. It's just gorgeous. And I linger at it all the time. And so I'm literally standing in front of this house with my husband and I'm like, Joel, this is just the most beautiful garden I've ever seen. And and I don't even notice it, but the woman is sitting right on the bench. (laughs) The owner of the house is sitting right on the bench. And I look at her, I go, this is the most beautiful garden I've ever seen. And thank you so much for this sweet gift. She's like, would you like a tour? And I'm like, absolutely. I want a tour. And so we got this crazy, awesome tour. And then she was like, Oh, I love to share plants. And I walked away with clippings and a name and like everything. I know. Right. It was just like a dream come true. Wow. You hit the jackpot. Jackpot. And then this was the other sweet gift right at the very end as we were about to leave. 
she said, you know, it's Easter today. And I was really sad that I had nobody to share my garden with because we're all, we're all in isolation. So thank you. Thank you for coming. And I was like, Jesus, so much good. So much good. Just on a walk around the neighborhood. And I mean, we're new to the neighborhood still. We just don't even know people. And so even that's it's just, it's just rapid fire, sweet gift. Kisses. Ooh. <laughs> How about you, Liz? What's your sweet gift? Sweet kiss. Um, my, well, obviously my sweet gift was receiving Jesus because I had been aching and thirsting for him to receive him in the Eucharist so badly. And so he was like, boom, shakalaka. Here you go, my sweet darling. <laughs> And loved that. Twice. 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 And I get to sing this coming Sunday. So three times. This is and working out so for good. you. So, so good. Working out. Um, but the other one that was really sweet is my sister's birthday was also Easter day. And we had the whole family together. We went down in my basement and we set up this whole like scene for her. It was her 21st birthday. So she was kind of sad she couldn't go to a bar, but we set up a little bar area and had cornhole. And then we did a zoom call that a bunch of her friends called in and sang to her. And then one of um, our friends called or we FaceTimed him and he did our own little private concert for us. And just seeing the, the love and the appreciation on her face and how love she felt was just, it was a sweet little kiss to to know that even right in this in this space where it's easy to dwell on the all that we couldn't do all she couldn't do for her 21st birthday that we were able to create a space where she still felt loved and appreciated so that I'm was sure really she good. did your your family celebrates pretty well it's, we do it's, we do it's we have fun, fun to time. watch yeah it's fun to we watch have, we have a good time we're, we're fun fun <clears throat> gang <laughs> well, we want to say thank you again for um being with us and listening and uh thanks for some of the responses that we got this week we hope you'll continue to um just let us know how this is impacting you i know one of our listeners said that she walked out her door and saw her neighbor's daffodils and just cried because mm-hmm. she saw it for what it was and that it was god's kindness and a and a word to her that he was there and present and And so we love to hear those stories. You can contact us anytime at arisemydarlingpodcast at gmail.com. We also want to thank Darren Wyke for helping us with a new logo, which we're super excited about. And uh, for John Beatrice for doing the guitar music that is just really excellent on the front end and the back end. We are extremely thankful for the way everyone has come together and supported us as we try this new adventure. And we're having a fair amount of fun doing it. So you want to so take much it, fun. You want to take us out, Liz, with that verse one more time. I do, and I hope that all of you can spend some time in song of songs this week. But just remember that your lover speaks to you and says, "Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come."